Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. If you're there, shout glory. Okay, let's, let's, it's, it's up on the screen for those of you that are still looking for it. Acts is in the New Testament. Just in case you're in the old, you need to quickly go to the new. It's just after the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you get to Acts. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Let's, let's just all read it together with one loud voice. Just read what's on the screen. Just read what's on the screen. Just read what's on the screen. Let's read it all with one loud voice. Go. It's not, it's not loud enough. It's not loud enough. I need it loud. Read it loud voice. Let's go. Yes, that's more like it. Hallelujah. Amen. See, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Or it says Holy Spirit. I love the version that says with the Holy Ghost. I know some of you don't like the word ghost, but, but, but the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed or under the power of the devil, the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit was breaking the power of the devil. You have the power of God in you that is able to break the power of the devil. He was going about healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Amen. Amen. Say God is with me. me. See God is with you. And, And I need you to understand that is the first point that whosoever has made that decision and said Jesus be the Lord of my life. I accept you as my personal savior. Whoever has made that decision God is with you. Amen. God is with you. He is with you. Why, why does, do I say that? Because John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, To whosoever believed in him, whosoever received Jesus, he gave them the power to be called the children of God. And so because you are now a child of God, God is with you. He is with you. What does it mean? God, where had God gone before he became with me? The thing is, you were not connected to God. But when you make a decision to ask the Lord Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior, and he comes in to be with you, this is where we say now God is with you. You have now a consciousness, an understanding that I am no longer far away from God. I am with God. God is with me. I am no longer just another human being. I am a child of God. I have a belonging, hallelujah, I have a belonging, I belong to God, I belong to Jesus, I belong to the Holy Spirit, he is with me, he is with me, I have become a new creation, and as I become a new creation, God is with me. He is with me. He is in me. He is upon me. He is around me. It's different than when I don't believe. 
I am no longer just like a creature he has made. I am his child, washed by the blood of Jesus, forgiven, sanctified, set free. God is with me. Amen. He is with me. Say, God is with me. He is with me. And, and so Jesus, because God was with him, he is doing stuff. He is doing stuff. He's doing two things. The first one is he's doing good. He's doing good. And the second one is he's bringing healing to those people that were around him. We are called as children of God. When God has saved us, called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, he gives us the Holy Spirit or what, in other words, what the Bible called there the anointing. He gives us the Holy Spirit, the anointing, so that we may be able to do two things. We may be able to do good and to bring healing. We are called to do good. You guys here say do good. You guys here say bring healing. healing. We are called to do good and to bring healing. That's what Jesus wants of us as he saves us with his healing power, his healing grace, his saving grace. He's bringing us to a place where he fills us with the Holy Spirit so that we can go and do good and bring healing. We need to go out as children of God and do those things. Do the good bring healing. See, when you are full of the Holy Spirit, these things begin to follow you. Amen. Amen. These acts and these works begin to follow you. It starts with the Holy Spirit coming into your life. And today I just want to speak to somebody and I just want to encourage somebody that you have an anointing. You have an anointing and that anointing is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings upon you an anointing. Anointing is power. Say anointing is power. Anointing is power. Go back to my, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. The Holy Spirit is power. He brings the power. He brings the power. Anointing is enablement. It enables you. Anointing is empowerment. So the anointing is power. It is empowerment. It is enabling. It is a grace. The anointing is a grace. A grace that helps you to do something. I love the Christian jargon when you say, how are you? And they say, by his grace. Have you ever heard them say that? Say, how are you, my brother? And say, by his grace. And, and you're wondering, what is it that he's talking about? I'm trying to understand what does by his grace mean. In other words, he's saying, I have something that enables me and it's called grace. It's called the grace of God. The Holy Spirit is that grace. He brings that grace into our lives so that we are able to do. And like Paul would say, I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse what? Verse 13. Those that said verse 19, I'm not talking about 419. I'm talking about 413. (laughs) Amen. Amen. 419 is my God shall supply, huh? 413. 
I can do all things. The Holy Spirit gives us a grace to do all things. Not some things, but how many? All things. All things. So we can accomplish all things. We can do the good that we're supposed to do. We can do the works that we're supposed to do. And when you're talking about good, I'm not only talking about good in, 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 in the things around church. I'm talking about good in every sense. We want Christians that are good. Amen. Amen. You should show the goodness of God as a child of God. We want Christians that go out and when people see them, they say, oh, that's a good lady. It's a good man. And they ask you, what makes you good? And you say, there's a Jesus in me. Do you hear what I'm saying, people? There's a God in me. That's what makes me good. When you open your books and you work your works in, in class and people see how you keep making progress, they should desire to know what is the drive behind your progress. And you say, I've got a Jesus in me. I've got the anointing in me. The anointing gives me grace to do this. The brother was giving his testimony saying, I got an eight where I didn't know. I, I just couldn't understand. He may not understand, but there is a good that's within him that God brings out to keep him progressing. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying, people? God, God gives you a power to keep on moving. I, I've told you that we must be a people that are progressing. There must be a good that we see your life moving from step to step, day to day, Power to power, glory to glory, honor to honor, victory to victory. God gives you that ability to keep moving. Hallelujah. We must not remain stagnant. The anointing breaks stagnation. We must not be stagnant. If we are not growing, you're dying. Did you hear what I said? If you're not growing, you are dying. So we must keep on growing. And so the Holy Spirit is there to anoint you, to enable you to continue doing the good. You must do good in your neighborhood. And, and people should be happy that you're in your neighborhood. Amen. Amen. People should be glad that you live next door to them. But if people are saying, oh, I hate this neighbor, always making noise in their bed, singing aloud in their bed, something is going wrong. They, they, they must be able to say, oh, my neighbor sings so loud in the morning, but you know what? He's good. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's good. On the day that you say, you know what, neighbor, I'm thinking of leaving. They say, no, 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 who's going to sing for me in the morning? He's good. I need him there. Ever since my neighbor moved into this neighborhood, I can sleep peacefully at night. Why? Because his singing chases away all the demons and the witches that come over to trouble us at night. Oh, don't you look at me like you don't know there are witches in the Netherlands. <laughs> they even have schools. They have books. Go into our schools. You know, they've cleared out all the Bibles in most schools. So don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. And they've been replacing all the good TV programs and putting everything that says you've got good witches and bad witches. Which is a witch? Demons are demons. There's no good demons and bad demons. They are all bad. <laughs> and, and, and let me just tell you something. Some of the witches that are here 
are tougher than some of the witches you find in Nigeria. <laughs> oh, I, I can tell you that. Hallelujah! Are we still together? And so the neighbor should be happy that you've moved in because suddenly the evenings are peaceful. You can wake up without blue eyes in the morning. The, the neighbors should be so glad that you are around because suddenly all the things that were going wrong are starting to go right because you have something in you that brings goodness wherever you go. Psalm 23 says, goodness and mercy shall what? Follow me. It follows you when you have the spirit in you. Amen. We need Christians that can be identified for good. When somebody needs help, they should come to you for help. You should be a point of call for help. No, they say, ah, don't go to the Christian. They will only speak, to you, speak in tongues for you and leave you like that. No. You should do more than just telling people the word. Go do something tangible that they will see. Buy them a loaf of bread. Take them for a walk. Take their dog for a walk for goodness sake. They should be happy that they have a Christian neighbor who can at least once in a while help them with their dog and take it out for a walk. Come and put the food for their cat. That's, that's the kind of, of, of people that we ought to be. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and, and, and power, how he went about doing good. He went about doing good because he had the Spirit in him. The Holy Spirit is not just for us here to have some Holy Ghost party. Amen. We're going to have the Holy Ghost party in a moment. But it's, it's, it's not just for that. It's for the outside. It's empowering us, equipping us for the outside. Go and do good in your office. Do good in your workplace. The Holy Spirit is equipping us for the outside. I'm so challenged. When the Holy Spirit came upon, upon the, the church in the Welsh revival, you know, John Wesley. In John Wesley, when, he, when he, the Holy Spirit was coming down upon those guys and they were starting what you know, the, the Methodist church, for those of you that know, in England. And one of the greatest revivals of England was because the Holy Spirit has come upon men and as they were impacting the people, the industries began to tick. The minds began to produce more than they were producing before. You know what happened? People just became honest and hardworking. So that when they went down in the mind full of the Holy Ghost and power, their mind brought up whatever they brought up, remitted it to the, to the authority, and suddenly the economy was starting to boom. It was a revival. We need a revival in us, in our lives, that causes us to be productive in everyday life. Hallelujah. Not just to, for us to speak and say, oh, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, church, Pentecost. No, it must be on the outside so that the people that do not know God can come into the inside. Hallelujah. The second thing the Bible says that Jesus brought healing to all who were under the power of the devil. The devil is a liar. And the devil is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But you have power. Somebody shout power. Power. Oh, shout it with conviction. Power. power. 
you have the power in you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You will condemn every weapon that comes against you. You will destroy every word that is said against you. No weapon formed against thee has the power over you. Why? Because you have a greater power. The power that comes from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You have the power that comes from the maker of heaven and earth. He is in you. He resides in you. All you need to do is connect to him and walk in his power. Don't struggle with all kinds of spiritual forces and all kinds of things that hold you down and depress you and suppress you and oppress you. You have power. And when you meet people who are suppressed and depressed and obsessed, you need to release the power of God that is in you so that they can be free. You can release it. Don't be afraid of people who say, oh, I'm addicted to this. You can say, I know you're addicted, but I've got an addiction breaker. His name is Jesus. I have a suppression breaker. His name is Jesus. I have the power in the inside of me. I was speaking to someone and said, well, if it was in church, I would have prayed for you. So he looked at me and said, can you still pray for me? And said, yes, I can. The reason about it, I said, if it was in church, was just to get the attention so that they don't go report me that I'm praying for people at work. So when they go, I say, well, they asked for prayer. I offered prayers in church. They asked for it now. I have the power. So I prayed for them and they got well. Prayed for them and their lives changed. Why? Because you have the power in you to change things. Hallelujah. You've got all kinds of, of, of people coming. Oh, I, I've got a headache day after day. What is the headache being caused by? It's caused, I just don't know why my boss hates me. You know what? We've got something that breaks that oppression. And his name is Jesus. We've got something that changes that situation. It's, it's not about the boss who hates you. It's about the spiritual forces that are in the air. That's why Jesus was healing them. All those who were under the power of the devil. And if the devil is resting upon your boss, we can change it in the name of Jesus. Oh, do I have somebody who's with me today? Do, do, do I have somebody who understands the power you have? having struggles in the family. And I thought, God, I can't have more of this. So I knelt down on my knees and said, God, I pray that every devil that's hovering in my family must be broken. And suddenly people are able to look at each other face to face and have a normal conversation without tearing themselves apart. You can call a family gathering and people will come and sit and eat and go home without fighting. Why? Because you have dealt with the things by the power of the Holy Spirit that breaks the power of every devil, every agent that is there to cause divisions. Oh, I don't speak to my mother. You need to just start praying. Bring down the power of God over your situation. Amen. Oh, I'm struggling with, 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 with this habit. You've got a habit breaker. You've got a life changer. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. And it's called the anointing. It's called the anointing. I need us as a church to be a people that rise and begin to make an impact. We are anointed for impact. Jesus, when he received the anointing, he began to impact lives. Hallelujah. Amen. He began to impact 
lives. He began to touch lives. You have that same anointing. You have the same anointing. It's not different. What Jesus received is no different from what we have today. It's the same anointing that can make and cause a difference in our lives, but also in the lives of the people around us. Whatever we do, we do it by that enabling power. Ah, you're struggling to share the gospel. Try connecting to the anointing. I know you want to preach to your friends and, and preach to your colleagues. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. The Holy Spirit is power. He is power. He is power. He is power. And today, I just want to pray for whoever. I, I just woke up um, yesterday with a burden to say, you know, I just need to anoint whoever wants to be anointed. And, and, and this morning, this morning I thought I was just going to skip that, and just, but I just, I just believe I should do it. So just, just anoint whoever is, is desired to be anointed, to be empowered. And, and, and I'm going to put oil on your forehead. It's nothing superstitious. It's just a symbol. It's just a symbol about the empowerment that you receive. What matters is what you're going to receive in your heart as you come and be prayed for. Ennis, can I have you on your keyboard? And, and, and the anointing, and, and for some, I, I'm believing God that the anointing, the Bible says the anointing breaks the struggle of bondage or breaks the yoke of bondage. Jesus' culture sang it and says he breaks every chain. The anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit breaks the power of the devil that may be inside of you. And somebody needs to be set free of burdens today. Set free of, of, of a struggle. Set free of, of something that weighs you down. You need to be set free of something that, that holds you down. Can you bring the children? Can I have the children back here? I want to start with the children. Oh, God. I, 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 I believe God. Yes, can you please move it aside. I, I believe God wants to, wants to break some yokes and some chains.